Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. All right. So, as I was saying, there was, this, we're in a new year, you know? It's a new season. Although, I, uh, I don't know if you heard, some people want to cancel their subscription to this year <laughs> and go to the next year. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if you've canceled your subscription to this year, but uh, if not, you know, it, it's good to be planning. It's good to be looking ahead to this year and, and what do you want to accomplish? What does God want you to accomplish? Because when we start turn the year or anything, you know, you start a new month, you know, you start a new day, new week, you know, a year is always a big one, uh, it, you know. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? You know, what is God's plan? What does he want you to do and accomplish or whatever? Because whatever it is, in order to accomplish it, you're going to have to have some planning. You need to know what is it I need to do in order to get to the end. You know, if you're running a race, you, you train, you practice, you plan out. How do you how are you going to run that? What you know, how fast am I going to go? How long are you going to maintain that? You, you create a plan. If you're going to go build something. You, you have a plan. You know, with that notion of building there in Luke chapter 14, verses 28 through 32. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to war makes against another king does not sit down first and consider whether is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. This is planning here, you know. And in the one case, you're building a tower. Who doesn't sit down and go, what do I need to build this tower? Instead of, like, you start the foundation and then uh, you can't build the rest of it. And I don't know if you've ever seen some of those, you know, work sites where they started something. And then, it, you know, they maybe got the foundation built. But then you keep going past it every week, every day, every month. Nothing new is getting built on there. Their, their planning was insufficient. They were not prepared for whatever came. And so now they just couldn't build what they were working on. Or in the other case, there was the king. You know, he's going to go to war. Well, without some planning there, of knowing, can I actually have a chance of beating this guy who has a superior numbers? You know, should I go to war with him or should I try to find some way to negotiate a peace with him and, you know, and save and protect my people? Um, because it involves planning. And... So we all have things that we want to do. We, we have desires of our hearts, whatever. But God also has uh, desires for us. He has places that he wants us to go. But as we know, God is not going to put more onto our shoulders than we can handle. And so that's where we, we need to, that's where the planning comes in. We have to go, all right, God, where I, this is what I want. Where do you want, God? Where, where do you want me to go? And he'll tell you. 
And then you're like, all right, what do I need to do to get ready to receive this? What do I need to do to be ready to be in the right place where God wants me to be? Because you have to get yourself ready. You have to get yourself prepared. You have to get yourself plan. You know, you have to get your planning in place. In Proverbs chapter 21, verses 5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Again, somebody here, they're planning. They're making their plans laid out or whatever, and, and it's leading them to be plenty. Generally speaking, if you will, it's leading them to be rich or successful. Whereas somebody who's not making a plan, who's not preparing for where they want to be in the future, or where God wants them to be in the future, it's not working out so well for them. The things do go awry, uh, and, and they're not, they did not lay out a sufficient plan for it. Uh, personal finance is obviously a place where, or just finances in general, or if you run a business, uh, you know, if you're an independent business person or a small business owner, or maybe you're a large business owner, uh, in, in Jesus name, uh, you know, you have to have a plan there or whatever. And a lot of, you know, you have a lot of businesses or, or personal finance. A lot of times you talk about financial plans from a five year perspective, at least. So in five years, where do you want to be? I want to have my house owned. I want to have blah 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 i want to have a half million dollars in my uh, ira or you know a 401k or you know whatever your financial goal is well then you okay well, that's great you have a goal but how do you get there well you have to plan how you're going to get there which means you have to start working backwards well where do you need to be in four years where do you need to be in three years where do you need to be in two years where do you need to be in one year where do you need to be tomorrow, basically, you know? And, and so you have to lay out that plan. It takes time. But if you just be like, well, this is where I want to be, you don't make that plan, and you're all hasty, you're probably not going to hit that goal. You, it's, it's not going to happen. And then you might you might be angry and un, unhappy with yourself because you didn't plan out. You were too hasty, and, and you didn't listen to Like, it takes time. You have to work out a plan. You have to go, and what's the best way to get there? How? What do I need to do to get there? Another, you know, uh, in Proverbs, again, we have a couple more about making wise plans. In Proverbs, chapter 24, verses 27, prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. Again, it's basically get the field ready, get everything set up, get it planned out, and then start building your house, mm -hmm. making a plan. In Proverbs 15, verses 22, without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Yes. Don't just sit out there and go, I'm your own, my own best expert or whatever and stuff like that. Reach out. Get other counselors, you know. If you're married, you know, talk to your spouse accordingly and stuff like that. Involve other wise people who have knowledge about the matter. So you get wise counsel, good counsel, and you want to listen to a multitude again. You're not looking to talk to just one person. It's like, okay. well, that one person says this, but everybody else says that. So I'm going to go with the one. No, you want to listen to the multitude, because with the multitude of an agreement, you know, good, wise counsel, that, that's established there. But, you know, you have to be able to also be prepared for correction with your plans. You have mm -hmm. to be prepared to change course or make adjustments to it because maybe the plan wasn't quite right. Or, you know, a, 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 or you start going down the wrong way, whatever. You thought you needed to go someplace else in order to be where God wants you to be. But God's like, no, nah, no, nah, I need you to actually go over here, whatever. So you need to be prepared to correct course. And in Proverbs chapter 10, verses 17, he who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. So you got to make the plan. You got to start following, but then you have to be prepared for correction because plans, 
it's the old-fashioned saying, whatever, P plans are great or whatever, but they go out the window in the first five minutes of combat and war or whatever. You know, basically, you're going to have to make a new plan or whatever. And those initial combat plans, that's great until you meet first contact with the enemy. But after that, you're going to have to make a new plan because things change. That's where you need that instruction and correction. So you make the plan and you start working it. But you continue to reap in those counsels. You continue talking to God. You continue to look for ways, okay, how can I make this better? How can I refine it? You don't sit there and go, oh, this plan is perfect. It doesn't ever need to be. No, you keep looking for ways to make it better. You keep looking for that instruction to correct yourself because maybe you went off there. Maybe you went a little astray. Woo! Woo! <laughs> woo! Woo! And so you need that correction to go bring you back. You're like, mm -hmm. whoop, whoop, bring you back. Whoop, whoop. You know, so you keep on the course, you read the path, so you can follow that plan to the place. But the plans might change. Mm -hmm. And so some people, they get so, they make a plan and they get so stuck with that plan that when something happens and it pops them off the plan, they fall into despair or, or they're like, you know, they don't like it. This happens with budgets. People make a budget, but they don't realize it can be fluid. You just have to, you know, again, if you're in a marriage, you talk to your partner, like, hey, we got a new bill that's more expensive than we thought it was going to be. And then you figure out, okay, well, this is what we're going to move money from here. We're going to move money from there yeah. and we're going to pay for it this way or whatever. And so you get, and you talk with you instead of going, oh my God, the budget, we're going to throw it out the window because it didn't work. No, you have to be prepared for correction. You have to be prepared for the ups and downs that are going to happen. And so you need to be, again, you need to be listening to those advisors, the multitude. You need to be talking to God. Mm -hmm. So you're ready and willing to accept that. And here's the thing. Accepting and correction and accepting instructions is not easy. I think for a lot of us, we we, uh, we like to think we know what's best for ourselves, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I like to think that myself personally, whatever. And uh, my wife, too, even though she doesn't like to admit it. Uh, <laughs> um but uh, so we all like to think that we know what's best. We all got our own little, you know, sense of that. Mm -hmm. And so when it's hard to accept instructions, it's hard to, have to accept correction in particular. Instructions is one thing, but even correction, mm -hmm. when, when you're, you're just doing it wrong, whatever, to get you back on the right course there, it is difficult. We have an impediment in ourselves. Jesus. Where that we don't want to receive it because it's mm -hmm. not pleasant. We don't like it. It's like, oh, we did something wrong. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Doing something wrong is not great, but it is a chance for you to learn. Yeah. And, and, and it helps you. To, if you actually learn from that, it can make you so much a better person, whatever. Because we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to do things wrong, okay? Because mm -hmm. we don't know everything. Nope. We are not God. We don't know mm -hmm. everything. And in our humanness, in our flesh... We're going to make mistakes. Yes. And we have to be, again, that's where that forgiveness comes into play. We have to be willing to forgive ourselves, too. Mm -hmm. Not just simply our neighbors for trespasses against us. But we also have to be willing to forgive ourselves. Yes. And, and, and then learn from that. You know what? I was wrong. I made a mistake. You know what? I should have listened to the guidance that my counselors, my multitude of counselors gave to me yeah. that advised me, whatever. I was pigheaded. I was stubborn. Um... I, I like to think back to uh, when I was uh, dating my wife. I was living with some friends or whatever. And uh, one of our room, well, yeah, she, she was still a roommate at the time, whatever, I guess, technically speaking. Uh, her boyfriend had decided he was going to let her get this uh, piano thingy, my bobber. Yeah, I think it was a piano or whatever. Nobody in the house wanted it except for her. 
nobody wanted it. Um, nope, nobody, nobody wanted it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I, uh, I have no problem. Um, once I make up my mind and I put my foot down with just staying with it or whatever. And you know, as uh, in a sermon that um, I think it was uh, Pastor Tomlin was given. Um, the, the following Sunday after that, you know, she was talking about how being a mule or whatever. And I was like, yep, I, I was a mule because I was wrong. I, even though I, nobody in the house wanted it, I, I could have handled that better. I, I could, I didn't have to put my foot down about not having it moved in. And I could have just been like, all right, let it come in or whatever, because I, I thought I was right. Mm -hmm. I felt I was right. I still think I was right. But, um, <laughs> That's where the pig-headedness comes into. Uh, I'm working on it. Um, Praise Jesus. Uh, but I was being a mule because I I didn't want to you know feel like I and once I once I got you know buried into the situation or whatever I was like I'm not moving or whatever, and, and you know it just it wasn't called for it was it was not the right course of action it was not the right way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I should have been like all right fine. If I'm the only one who's really going to voice the objection, it is what it is, fine. I'll, I'll you know, go ahead, move it in or whatever and stuff like that. Instead, I, I kept fighting it literally tooth and nail, and it just, it wasn't good. It wasn't a moment I, I think very proudly of, but I wasn't willing to take myself out of the situation and actually think about it, uh, you know, more rationally. I wasn't willing to accept instructions and corrections on the matter. And instead, I was just like, I'm right. This, nobody wants this, and it is what it, you know, I'm just going to oppose it or whatever, instead of, all right, you know, at the end of the day, it's a piano, we don't want it, but what's it going to hurt? I mean, honestly, what was it going to hurt, aside from my eardrums? Um, you know, and, and just, we get in those positions where we get ourselves locked in or whatever, and then we don't want to listen to anybody else, and you got to take that moment, you got to realize, oh, wait a minute here, am I being mule, am I being too pig-headed? To listen to a correction or instructions, am, am I just not listening to what's going on here? Do I need mm -hmm. to take myself back and re-examine mm -hmm. what am I doing? Am I doing it right? Am I am I you know am I not really listening here to the situation? And, and do I need to take a better course of action because this is not working? Mm -hmm. This course of action is not the right course of action. And, and you have to admit, you know what? I might be wrong, and I was wrong. And you have to admit that you were wrong. And you have to, you know, you have to take that moment. You have to step back, whatever. And that's where, again, you have to be talking to God so he can give you that clarity of mind and that peace of mind so that you know when, when you are being too pig-headed. And you know what? I need to reevaluate mm -hmm. what I am doing here. You know what? Yes, I, I feel this way here. But you know what? Maybe I need to take a different course of action. Maybe I could handle this differently. And I could have handled that differently. I could have expressed my displeasure with it. But I didn't have to be pig-headed about the way I was trying to prevent it from occurring. And... Mm -hmm. And I should have stepped back. I should have used that. You know, it's wisdom I've gained in my years. But uh, <laughs> at the time, uh, you know, I wish I was a little wiser. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and so I just, you know, I, I beseech you, if you ever start feeling like you're digging your heels into stuff and you just don't feel like you can change or you want to resist people that keep giving you the same advice and you don't want to listen to it, you need to take yourself back and really look at it and objectively look at it and talk to God and see, you know, are you being a mule? Are you being pig-headed here? Like, what, what are you accomplishing? Is this really the plan that you want to follow down here? Or are you just resisting correction and going off course? You're going off the path that you need to be going on. Mm -hmm. And you just, something, and potentially even something small or whatever. I mean, it wasn't a small piano, but still, overall, it was a small <laughs> issue. Um, it was a big piano. But, um... 
And and she never used it either, for that matter. <laughs> come back, come back. <laughs> Just, ah, I could handle this so much better, but I wasn't willing to listen to correction. I wasn't listening to instruction. I wasn't willing to pull myself back. Yeah. And, and that's where, um, also in Proverbs 15, 32, again, we, we see a similar thing. He who disdains instructions despises his own soul, mm -hmm. but he who heeds rebuke gets, gets understanding. understanding. Yes. And, and, and so if I had I heeded it, I would have got my understanding a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. I eventually did, and, and I got my understanding, but it was well after the fact. Mm -hmm. uh, and so now I have much better understanding <laughs> uh, about the matter, which is, you know, and I, and I try to uh, um, uphold that in other matters and where I feel like I might be right. But you know what? It is what it is. You know what? Okay, that's what people want, are going to go with. It is, you know, we're just going to go ahead and do it. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I go, you know, and I not handle it in the same way that I handle it there. Mm -hmm. And so you need that to, so you can pull yourself back. But part of that is you need the word to help guide you so that yes. don't be a mule like I was, okay? Don't, don't be a pig-headed like I was there. You, you need the word there to shine the light on your path so you can help also stay on the path mm -hmm. and that you don't like run into roadblocks like I was when I was not listening to instructions. In Psalms 119 verses 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yes. So again, we're reading that where we're staying in fellowship with God. He's going to help keep that light on our path, whatever, so that we already, so we can help stay on the plan, so we can stay on course to where we want to go, to we can get to our journey, whatever. And we got to keep following that light. We got, you know, it's lighting our path so we can see any stumbling blocks. Because here's the thing, it's a light, a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. It's lighting up around our feet so we can see where the stones are that we might trip over, mm -hmm. where the branches are. We can yeah. see where there's sometimes those little detours. Like if you ever walk on the trail, sometimes you got a little detour over it, but you can still clearly see where the trail markers are so that you can stay on the right trail. Yes. And so we have that light there, but it's coming from the word. It's coming from your relationship with God. Because God has a plan for us too, whatever. Mm -hmm. God has plans for us too, but we have to stay on the path so that we get in position, so that we are prepared for what he has for us. Because he's yes. not going to give us more than we can handle. And if we don't get ourselves in the right place, he can't give it to us because he's not going to burden us mm -hmm. in that manner. Amen. Or he's not going to give us a blessing that turns into a curse either in mm -hmm. that sense. In uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verses 3, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Again, that's just turning yourself over to God, trusting in Him, trusting you know, giving your hearts and desires over to Him, and your you know your, your thoughts will be established. What you want will be established. He'll bring you through, but you gotta follow the plan, the plan of following Him, of walking with Him, uh, of walking with Him. In Psalm twenty verses four, may He grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill. God, it's good word. Heart's desire. Well, you kind of distracted me there. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm in sorry. Psalm 20, verses 4, yes. may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Again, yes. same thing here. May he grant according to your heart's desire mm. and fulfill all your purpose. Mm -hmm. He wants to fulfill all your purpose. He wants to grant according to your heart's desire everything that you want. But you gotta make those plans. You gotta be in the right place to be able to receive it. Mm -hmm. And if you're being pigheaded or a mule and it's drawing you off because you're not willing to accept instructions, if you're not listening to the words that he could be a lamp at your feet, how can you follow the plan so that you can be ready to have your house built? Yes. 
to be able to build that tower, to be there to receive everything that he has that he wants to give to you, that is your heart's desire that he wants you to have. But how can you get that if you keep going mm. off course? If you refuse to listen to the counsel, multitude of counselors giving you the same wise opinion. If you're willing to not listen to instruction or discipline and you continue to go off course instead of listening. Mm -hmm. When you get instruction, instead you want to be pigheaded and stubborn and be like, no, I don't need that. I'm not wrong, whatever. I'm right. And you're wrong and I'm not going to listen to you. If you're going to be that way, how can he be the light on your feet, the lamp you know, at your feet so you can see the path, the light of the path, so you can see where you're going? Mm -hmm. He wants you to have all of this here. But you have to plan. You have to follow the plan. You have to follow God. Yes. God is the plan. And you have to follow him with your heart, and you have to be moving yourself to where he wants you. So you have to be asking, all right, Lord, what is it this year that you want me to accomplish? Mm -hmm. What is it you want me to do this month? What is it you want me to do this week? What is it you want me to do this day? In order to get to where you want me to be in five years, yes. 10 years, 15, 20 years. Yeah, you know, as a parent or whatever, I'm working for my kids to be uh, successful adults when they turn 18 or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so that by that point, they'll know whether or not they want to go to a, a technical or vocational school or you know, go for higher learning and an academic school. But I'm preparing them so that when they get to that point, they can function as a full-fledged adult. That I want them to be able to understand, you know, particularly obviously I care about finances. I want them to be able to understand the cost of like if they get a car. All right, well if you're paying the loans on, this is how much that costs. Do you are you prepared for that loss to your income that you're going to be paying every month? Are you prepared for the insurance? Are you prepared for the maintenance? I want them to have wisdom about that. Mm -hmm. I want them to have wisdom so that when they get time, you know, for buying a house, that they understand mortgages. They understand what an adjustable rate mortgage is mm -hmm. and how that can be very expensive. If the, the rate of the mortgage goes up, which is more than likely going to, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, are they prepared for that? Are, do they understand the full cost of a house? What it all costs to run a household? You know, the cost of lights, water, you know, uh, waste removal, you know, sewage, whatever, uh, you know, gas, all that stuff, you know, and then regular maintenance, or, you know, know about gas that's have money to repair the house because that things in the house are going to break or whatever. Yep. Uh, and all that stuff, and then of course preparing for their, you know, um, retirement, you know, or their own kids and stuff like that, grandkids, if you will, all that stuff, whatever, so that they can go out there and be successful adults, so they don't have to come back to to the nest. Not that you know I wouldn't mind them visiting or whatever and stuff like that, but you know, in our culture, generally speaking, our children move out once you get to a certain age, you move out. In other cultures, that's not necessarily a thing, whatever. And I, I that's really nice. I mean, for myself, I in my household, I grew up there with me. You know, I had my grandma, I had my parents, there was me and my siblings, and then, uh, you know, I, there was even at one point I had my nephews and nieces in there. So we had one, two, three, four, four generations? Mm -hmm. Yeah, four generations of uh, people living in our house, uh, which was really nice because, you know, I, I got, you know, stuff for my grandma, and then, you know, I was also there for my nephews and nieces uh, to give them wisdom in, in certain areas. Um and so, you know, that person was really nice, whatever. But also, I want my kids so that they can be ready and successful, so they can move out of the house mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, be successful adults on their own um, and prepare for it. But that means I have to plan. I, I'm planning today. You know, I'm working with them. With uh, we give them allowance, but we do that as a planning, so they understand the concept of money, how it works, whatever. What happens when you spend all your money on that shiny toy in the store? <laughs> then guess what? You can't buy that other shiny toy that you wanted. 
Or, or, you know, like, oh, you don't have enough money. Well, guess what? That means you can't go buy those boots that you wanted or whatever yet because you don't have enough money yet or something. And, and so we're working on building those concepts because they're still very young yet. So, so you know, it, it's, yeah, start with the small concepts there. But we're working on building those concepts because I am planning for their future or whatever. I, I'm looking out, you know, for like when they turn 18, turn 21, 22 30 whatever mm -hmm. and I'm already laying the foundations there so they I, I so I have them on the path yes. to be financially successful in that part of life and then we also of course are working so they'll be successful spiritually in their life yes. with their relationship with God mm -hmm. and then we're working with them so that they will hopefully be successful in their relationships with people with friends and of course eventually their future spouses so that they have the skills necessary and they know the right way to talk to their spouses and talk to their friends mm -hmm. and communicate they were just at a birthday party the other day, and you know the, some of the people there were commenting that how well behaved they were. Yes. Uh, you know, when we tried to instill in our children a, a certain level of how to behave, mm -hmm. of a certain way they should behave, and, and we're glad that when they're outside the house, it seems to be working, whatever, because mm -hmm. we have some questions about inside the house. <laughs> some inside the house behavior, so we're still planning on working on that uh, there. But, uh, you know, we're very happy that, like, outside the house that, you know, other, uh, you know, adults and families see how well behave our kids and that they listen and they're respectful. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we work hard. We, we plan to try to teach them those, you know, values in that system so that they will grow up again, you know, continue to be respectful, be successful and fruitful adults in our society. Because that's what we want. What parent does not want your child to grow up to be a successful yeah. and fruitful you know, member of society? Mm -hmm. And so yeah, we're laying good. that foundation. We have that plan. That's a long plan there. You know, that, that's a lifetime plan, actually. But, but that, you know, we have a plan there where we continue to work with them to instill yeah. this stuff. Each, each time as they get older, we, we work on those values. Yes. And so that's where plans come into place. You, you have to know, where what first off, where's your end goal? And then you work backwards. How do I get to that goal? Mm -hmm. And Isaiah 41, verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yes. So, again, we're making that plan. we got to listen to that instruction. And that is hard. And following that path, even with the, you know, the lamp on our feet shining that light on our path, Things will be difficult because the enemy will again try to pull you off. He'll try to make you be pig-headed and stubborn. He will try to make you take the wrong course. And things at times, obstacles will be thrown in your way. Some that will be very challenging. He's like, all right, well, how do I adjust my plan mm -hmm. to still get to the goal? And that's where you got to remember, for I am your God. Mm. I will strengthen you. God is there. He is yes. your God. He will strengthen you. Mm -hmm. And he will help you. Yes. And he will hold you up. So in those times when, when the plan gets a little muddy, the, maybe you're not quite seeing the path quite so well or whatever, uh, and the instruction is just a little overbearing, still know that God is there and he will get you through that. He will turn up the light, make the path brighter for you. Amen. He will strengthen you. He will give you the strength to accept the correction, to accept the rebuke, to accept the instructions mm -hmm. so you can make the necessary corrections to the plan mm -hmm. so that you can get to the goal. Yes. But you have to remember, he is there for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. Be not dismayed for I am your God. Yes, I will strengthen you. Yes. That is such a powerful, powerful statement. Yes, yes. We don't need to be dismayed. We don't need to be downtrodden because we know that our God, he's our God and he will strengthen us. 
He will give us the strength to get through it. He will give us the strength to correct the plan, to continue on with the plan, yes. and to make whatever instruction, you know, to, to accept those instructions, to accept those rebukes, and make the corrections to the plan so mm -hmm. that we stay on the right path and that we don't wind up going astray. He is there. But this all comes down to you have to be having that relationship with God. Yes. It's just so important. Mm -hmm. Whatever plan that you are working on, you need to be having that relationship with God. If you're working on financial goals, you need to be having that relationship with God. It's like, all right, in five years, I want to be here, God. What do I need to do to achieve this? How do I achieve this? How do I get there, Lord? Mm -hmm. Lord, I want to have this type of relationship with you, Lord. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do in five years to make sure I get to this form of relationship to you how do i how do i improve my relationship with you god mm -hmm. what's the plan what's the path to, to to improve that plan with you god i want to be more active in my community whatever yes. or i want you know be more i want to start my own business well what do i need to do to get my business off the ground to be having an accessible business lord what's the plan that i need to make lord mm -hmm. it's just Everybody has different desires, and I, I don't know everybody's desires of your hearts or whatever. So each one of you has your own desires of your heart, but you need to be talking to God. Yeah. Where do I want to be? What do I want to be? Whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, in our in your relationship, where do you want to be in five years? Yeah, you're married. That's great. But mm -hmm. what are your relationship goals? Just because you're married, that, yeah. that's not sufficient. Where do you guys want to be as a couple in five years, in ten years, whatever? Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, is there stuff that you want to be doing? You know, if you're getting close to retirement, maybe you guys want to be uh, traveling or something like that, taking in, uh, you know, the sites, if you will. Well, what plans are you making so that when you get to that point, you can do that? You'll be mm -hmm. successful at that, you know? Uh, are you going to go and become the RV life, sell everything and just live in the RV and travel the world that way? Which, you know, I've seen a lot. I, I actually watched videos of some people living in Priuses. I did not know you could do that, but apparently you could. Um, and they're just traveling around and having all that fun in a Prius. Um you know, but what are you, what are your desires? Yes. And then you got to talk to God. Okay, God, let's make a plan here. Let's lay out the plan here, mm -hmm. Lord. And when I start going off or a bump comes in the way, Lord, I'm willing to accept that instruction, Lord, because yes. I know you got me. And, and when it's a dark day, Lord, I still know that you are there because I know you will strengthen me, Lord, because you are our God. Yes. And you got it. Mm -hmm. You've got it, Lord. We just need to turn it over to you, Lord. Yes, God. We need to turn it over to you and listen to you when we're making our plans, Lord, so that the heart, our desires of our hearts will be fulfilled, Lord, yes. through you, but Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We yes, thank God. you, Lord, for being there with us, thank Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for manifesting the hearts of our desires, Lord, for letting them be fulfilled, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for letting us know that we do not have to be dismayed, Lord, for you are our God, Lord, yes. that you will strengthen us, Lord, that you will raise us up with your right arm, Lord. That is such a blessing, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for being there and knowing that no matter how dark the path may get, Lord, that you are still there, Lord, that you will lift us up, Lord, that you will lay out the plan for us, Lord, so that we can follow it, so that desires of our hearts will achieve, Lord, so that our relationship with you will continue to grow, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful blessings and wonderful blessings lord and everything that you're going to the favors you're going to bestow upon us lord as yes, we follow lord. your will lord as we continue to follow the path lord as, yes. as we, our, our heart desires are made manifest lord oh, yeah, thank you lord for putting us on the path lord thank you for giving us the instructions and corrections lord and I thank you lord for letting us be willing to accept yes, God. those instructions and corrections and the rebukes 
when we need to learn. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Lord, for giving us wisdom that we need to listen to the multitude of counselors and not just one stray counselor off on the side, Lord, mm -hmm. but the multitude, Lord, so that we have wisdom and we're successful, Lord, so that we may be fruitful, Lord, mm -hmm. and have a blessing to pass on to our children and our children's children, Lord. Yes. I thank you, Lord, for continuing to raise us up, Lord, and continue mm -hmm. to teach us and instruct us, Lord, in your ways, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your plan, Lord, your perfect mm -hmm. plan, Lord, being revealed to each and every one of us, Lord. Yes. I thank you, Lord, for continuing to show us, to shine your light on our path, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being my strength, Lord, because I yes. need you so much, Lord, in my life, Lord. I need you, that Jesus. strength, Lord, Lord, to always keep lifting me up on the dark days, Lord. I thank yes, you, Lord, for being that strength, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. Amen. Now amen. turn it over to Apostle Pettinger. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for all things. Amen. We thank God because truly he is our son, our shield. He is our strength and he 